This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Visit Astros.com slash radio to hear all your favorite players, up-to-date interviews, highlights, and more. Get connected with your Astros at Astros.com slash radio. Robert Ford joined by Astros pitcher Charlie Morton. And first of all, it has to feel good to just be healthy and out there pitching after making only four starts last year. Yeah, a uh, long layover. Ten months. It's good. So you were able to throw near the end of last year, although you didn't get in the games after after getting hurt early in the year. Do you feel like that puts you on the right path? So at least you go into the off season and you're on a kind of a regular program? Yeah, I guess more mental than anything just to get on the mound and get into my delivery and get down the hill a little bit now i can trust it the main reason why i was doing that was to throw for teams for in free agency but yeah another plus was like i said getting off the mound and trusting the the astros wound up signing you if i remember correctly pretty early in in the free agency period that had to feel pretty good to know somebody wanted you even after what had happened the year before well yeah not even that but the the offer the negotiations went really well, and yeah, I mean, as soon as free agency started, it was nice to know that there was some some interest from some teams. So, you know, I, I, that was something I'd worried about since May. You know. Now, looking at and again, the limited sample last year, your velocity was up on your sinker over where it had been in the past, and we've seen that here in spring training. We've seen you get into the to the mid nineties. Is it something you had been trying to work on going into last year, or is it something that just just kind of happened for you? No, I mean, I've always been able to to get to run the ball up there yeah but not sustain that speed especially multiple innings um and i think last year i was throwing harder i mean my peak velocities were higher than they had been going into the 2015 season i'd had hip surgery after the 2014 season and going to 2015 season my pitch speeds were just not very good i was like 88 to 91 maybe 92 and then my last three starts, three or four starts in 2015, I started to see my speed go back up. Um, I wasn't really pitching very well, but the ball was coming out of my hand a little bit better in terms of just pitch speed. And then going into that to spring training, I, you know, my bullpens and all that, I, I felt really good, but I didn't know how good it was coming out. Mm-hmm. And then last spring training, my first game, I looked up and it was like 94, 96, something like that. So I was like, hey, we got something here. But the thing I'm worried about is maintaining that speed in terms of when we're talking about the speeds but I don't I've said this before like I don't need to pitch I don't need to have that I just need to be able to move the ball and keep the ball in on guys hands run the ball in on hands get a cutter going get a curveball going having the pitch speed is a plus for sure yeah, and you, mean, you mentioned you don't necessarily have to pitch in the mid-90s, but with all that movement that what? you get, and I know for you, when you lowered your arm angle after you got over to the Pirates, that's that's really what, what changed it and gave you that sink, right? Yep, um, that spring training. I went into camp, and I had no idea that there was there was an idea from from Ray Searage and Jim Benedict, who's now with the, the Marlins, yeah. that they were going to suggest that. And I started doing that, and my pitch speeds pretty much stayed the same. Like, I remember... I threw against the Astros that spring, 2011, and they told me I was like 93, 96, and it translated 
into success for the first few months. Like I, I was throwing great, and then started to break down. I had a left left hip problem, and by the end of the year, you know, I was back down like 90, 93. So, but um, I, I'm trying not to put much emphasis on that. I know it's it's cool to throw hard. You know, it's like oh wow, it's cool, but you know, it's just not. It's really not been a part of my arsenal for any sustained amount of time. People ask me, have you always thrown that hard? And I say, hey, just have I had a surgery recently? You know, <laughs> like, am I pitching in pain or not? Like, is yeah. it, you know, it's just the kind of thing where you just got to ask me different months of different years and see where I'm at. Charlie Morton, Astros pitcher. Thanks for joining us. Glad you're aboard. Thanks for having me. Visit Astros.com slash radio to hear all your favorite players, up-to-date interviews, highlights, and more. Get connected with your Astros at Astros.com slash radio. Sparks. My guest today is Jordan Jankowski, who's in spring training with the Astros. And last two years for you, Jordan, you've spent in AAA Fresno, and uh, you've had great years there. How frustrating is that for a player that feel like uh, you're ready to pitch in the major leagues, but there's no room at that particular point? Um, it's not really that frustrating because the team up there is doing so well and you know, just trying to do your part and just – the opportunity comes up, you're ready to play. Do you feel like confidence-wise, you feel like you can compete at this level because you do it in spring training? I'm confident, but I mean, once again, you just got to yep. wait your turn and be patient. How about your slider? Where, where did that evolve from? You were a catcher kind of growing up and then a converted pitcher late in life. How did you pick up that slider and, and, and how has it evolved as a pro? Um, pretty much when I got to college, uh, I couldn't hit the slider. So uh, <laughs> I started to learn how to throw it and you know, it evolved. And as the more I threw it, the better it got. And I kind of just tinkered with it and picking some of the guys' brands here kind of helped, like Luke Gregerson. And mm-hmm. it just evolved from there. And you do tinker with it, even, even during the course of a game. It looks like sometimes to lefties or swing path or whatever, you try to change the shape of it. Yeah, I try to make it go down or, you know, or sweep it. It just. I know a little different ways to do it, and it's kind of the, how I pitch. So. You talk about not being able to hit it when, you, when you're a batter. What makes a good slider so tough? Um, especially the ready when it moves away from them and has two mm-hmm. planes, goes down. Uh, when, when I was a catcher, you know, it was easy to call that pitch, and then mm-hmm. I realized that's the hardest pitch to hit, so you know, I just learned how to throw it. Now, where, do you grow, where did you grow up? I grew up in Pittsburgh um, as a catcher, and then went on to college, you know, just went to Miami, Ohio, and... I went there because the head coach was a catcher, and I thought it would have been a good thing. And yeah. he actually turned me into a pitcher. So, <laughs> so he he uh, evaluated your talent and said, "This isn't for you, kid." I mean, I, I still caught a little bit, but like, you know, he we didn't have as you know as many quality arms as the big D ones. So yeah. I used my arm to throw too, and it just turned out to be I was a better pitcher than I was a hitter at the time. Grew up obviously as a Pittsburgh sports fan. Are you still a Steelers Pirates guy? Not really a Pirates, but uh, Steelers and Penguins are my two teams that I really like. You know, the root for. Uh, it's kind of disappointing the Steelers aren't making any moves right now, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's not over yet. Did you get in the NCAA bracket? I did not. Uh, the Fifth Panthers weren't in it, so I decided not to even participate. So there you go. That's Jordan Jankowski. Hey, best of luck. Hope to see you in Houston at some point this year, if not at the beginning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, baseball fans, don't miss any of the big league action during the 2017 Astros season. Swung on and throttled the left. With games against the Yankees, Red Sox, Rangers, and Mets, this season will be full of premier matchups and rivalries. Houston is just a short drive away, so check out Astros.com for the most up-to-date information on the special promotions and ticket offers that are perfect for you. Make your plans now to cheer on the Astros at Minute Maid Park by visiting Astros.com or calling 1-877-9-ASTROS. Robert Ford joined by Astros reliever Will Harris. You 
had a, a minor setback early and uh, the little groin issue, but it appears to be behind you now? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it still uh, lingers around here and there a little bit, but uh, just kind of do what I need to do every day in the training room and in the weight room to make sure that we uh, have it under control and and kind of keeping our eye on opening day and making sure I'm 100% for, uh, for when that day comes. And, of course, spring training, you always want to be a little more cautious with, with stuff like that. I imagine it's one of those things where if it was a season, it, it wouldn't be nearly the issue, and not that it's much of an issue now. Uh, yeah, you know, I, um, I've i dealt with it in the past. Uh, I mean, dating back to my first year in professional baseball, so that's, you know, 11 years ago. But, I, uh, you know, it's uh, it's something that you just got to kind of stay on top of. And, you know, I felt it a little bit in the bullpen that day. Um, and if it didn't get any worse, I wouldn't have said anything. But it kind of started to get a little worse when I was out there pitching against Washington that day. And so got a couple outs and kind of decided, hey, you know, not the time to really push this thing. So. Um, you know, uh, blew the whistle, took myself out, and I uh, was glad I did. After the fact, uh, it's uh, it started to feel a lot better. Anything in particular you're working on this spring? Uh, you know, just kind of trying to. Uh, I'm not working on any new pitches or anything, yeah. but just trying to work on throwing different pitches and different counts. You know, kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit, uh, and just try and uh, expand on what I do well, and 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 try and control both sides of the plate a little bit better with uh, with both pitches that I throw. When you talk about kind of changing up how pitches you throw on certain counts is that part of just kind of the all ongoing cat and mouse game between hitters and pitchers always want to try and stay a step ahead yeah for sure you know when you when you, you play obviously the big leagues a lot of division games you know we're playing a lot of the same same lineups over and over again you're playing four game series and you know sometimes i'll pitch three times uh, during those four games so um you know if, when you're dealing with you know elite hitters that we have in our division with the trouts and canoes and you know uh, beltre and all these guys um you, they kind of know what you're bringing to the table when yeah. they step into the into the box. So if I can have another wrinkle to show them, you know, maybe can try and stay stay ahead of them by, you know, a pitch or two in the at bat, then I think it could go a long way. Especially when you're talking about pitching in September and October when you've been facing these guys for seven months. Your first camp with the Astros in 2015. You're one of the last guys to make the team. This camp and last year's camp, you know, you're you're going to be on the team. Does that change anything for you in terms of how you prepare, how you go about camp? Uh, no, you know, I feel exactly the same this year as I do, you know, any other camp in the past. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you just stay in your lane and take care of the stuff you need to take care of and prepare to get ready for uh, opening day, whether that's if it was in 14, 15 in AAA or if it's here in the big leagues. You know, the the goal is to pitch well for the upcoming season. And um, so your, your, your focus is preparing these six weeks to pitch well wherever you're at and uh you know fortunate enough to be able to play for a really good team in houston and be in the big leagues and you know we'll see how long i can stay well harris thanks for joining us all right thanks man Astroline, the official off-season hot stove show for your Houston Astros. We're live from Duffy's Sports Grill for the very first time down at West Palm Beach. Listen in as Steve Sparks and Robert Ford host an hour-long show with your favorite Astros of today and yesterday. And our special guest this evening is George Springer. Jeff Bagwell, it's a lot of fun. Good to see you. Good to see you, Sparky. It's uh, it's great to be here. Astroline, exclusively on the Houston Astros Radio Network.